Hey y'all, it's Ayana and you're listening to the Somewhere Between Hood and Hooded podcast. This podcast was created with Black and POC individuals in mind who may be thinking about, applying to, or currently in graduate school. On this podcast, I share my own story pursuing a PhD, as well as the stories and perspectives of other graduate students and early career PhD holders. Through sharing these overall educational and lifestyle tips, it is my hope that this podcast can act as a resource for you. Alright y'all, let's get into it. Hey, you guys, I am back. And, you know, to start things off, I can say talk to me nice because I have finished my first month of grad school. Um, I really wanted to record this episode after my first week of grad school. But then grad school happened and life happened. And um, just getting adjusted to being like in this new space space in this new place in this new like mindset new everything basically um I had to I had to give myself time to settle um but I'm back I have access to a recording studio now so it's lit you know um a a better mic (laughs) like it's so lit and so I was like I rather I rather had took the time to like really settle in and figure things out um, rather than trying to rush and just put an episode out just because, you know. I really want to give you guys some, like, real quality content. So this episode will be about just a reflection of my first month as a Ph.D. student. So I guess I'll talk about how I've settled into the city. So I'm settling into Boston well. I like my apartment. I've made friends. Um, Got all my furniture and stuff besides, like, my living room furniture. So, like... I'm comfortable, I'm sleeping in a bed, not on the floor, waiting for my bed or anything like that. Um, I've been really getting, trying to get into the social life of Boston. I was added to like a young black and social in Boston group me over the summer. And so I've been going in there, looking for like events and stuff, meeting people, trying to figure out like what's the vibes like out here. For those of you who don't know, like my kind of like form of self-care is socializing. Like I like to be around people. I like events. I like um parties, jam sessions, uh, spoken word events, all these different things, uh, mostly because I like to just feed off the energy around me when it's good energy. And that's my form of self-care. So I definitely felt the need to like scope out the scene in Boston and see what that would look like because you know, everyone doesn't have like the dynamic of like a New York City where like you can you can really find your crowd almost any and any everywhere. Like this there's a space for you somewhere in the city, you know? So I just wanted to see like what that was like for me in Boston. And so far so good. Like <laughs> I had one funny experience where I guess this talks about like to speaks of me being from New York and our perception of out of towners. So, um, you know, I guess you guys have these stereotypes about New Yorkers about how like we're like big and bad and think we're better than everybody, whatever the case may be. But um I was leaving a party with my homegirl and um so we're we're leaving a party, we're like trying to figure out where to call the Uber from and this guy comes up to us and he you know he's like trying to bag. And so <laughs> my friend <laughs> goes you know, you Boston niggas are different. Like, I would rather not talk to you. And so this guy then proceeds to, like, bark at us. Like, he barked this at us. He was like, I'm not from Boston. And we was like, okay. And this girl's also from New York. So we're like, okay. And he was like, I'm from Providence. And I'm like, you said that like you was from the Bronx or something. Like, okay, you're from Providence? Like, 
I don't know. Um, so th- that was an interesting thing because after that encounter, 10 minutes later, homeboy came back and cursed us out. And he was just calling us all types of bees and you're ugly and you know how men are when you decline them, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but other than that, my time in Boston has been well, socially, I guess I should say. Um, except for that one encounter. And I was just like, okay, so this is the energy we on. But then again, he wasn't from Boston. He's from Providence. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I like my roommates. I like my apartment. Uh, as for how I've been settling into just like school specifically, let me tell y'all, this PWI life is different. Okay. Like different. Like they got money. Okay. They got money out here. Hence why I am in a recording studio that I can use for free. My little CUNY <laughs> did not have all this for me, okay? Maybe they did. I just didn't know about it. But this, let me tell you. <laughs> Coming from an HBCU, um, Howard in particular, where we still use chalkboards. Um, and then transferred to John Jay, a small public CUNY school. To come into Northeastern, I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to like go to like a Y'all, they got money. Enough said. <laughs> okay? But um, in my first couple of weeks here, I've kind of, like, sought out all, like, the black and POC spaces. And so, like, here on campus, they have, like, a building. It's, like, the African... They call it the Institute. It's, like, the John O'Brien, like, African American Institute or whatever. But it's just basically, like, a space for black people on campus. There's also, like, a Latinx um, Institute. And it's also, like, a safe space for, like, POCs and black people on campus. And it's, like, very welcoming. Everybody was just, like, come in. You're a grad student. Like, we welcome you. We'll love you. And I'm just, like, yes, please take me because I need community out here. This is my first time actually being in such a predominantly white space. And I literally like walk on campus and I'm just like wow it's mad of y'all <laughs> never had this experience before lol um so yeah I've attended like a lot of events and like network with folk um I think because I'm so young like I just finished undergrad right and so I don't feel too far removed from at least like the upperclassmen undergrad here so I've met a couple undergrads I actually have a friend Hi, Gloria, you know, because I know you listen. (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, I don't feel, like, too far removed from, like, the undergrad population because I just graduated. Um, And I guess that's, like, a good thing in itself. Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, PhD students are just, like, undergrads. Then it's just, like, the awkward moment where if I'm ever, like, TAing for a class and, like, I am uh, technically an employee of the university and all that other stuff. But regardless of the fact, outside of those constraints, you know, it's easy to just, like, talk to people, make friends. I think the only thing that's, like, really awkward is when I'm, like, yeah, I'm a grad student. <laughs> I try to say grad student because if I say I'm a PhD student, it's, like, whoa, like, oh, okay. And, you know, people's energy tends to change. And I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, particularly because it's – so it's either they're, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of you kind of energy – Oh, it's like, oh, my gosh, you you must be, like, really, really smart and, like, way better than me. And, like, can we even be friends because you're on this, like, higher level kind of energy. And I, I rebuke that second part, you know. I, re, I rebuke the latter because it's just, like, I tell people all the time, if I didn't need a Ph.D. for my career, I would not be here, okay? Um, first of all, I would not be here without the people who put me on and brought me up through this um, process and whatnot, hence the whole reason for this podcast. But especially, I would not be here if I didn't have to be. If I didn't want to do, like, research in academia as a career, trust me, if I could have the impact that I wanted 
without having to go and get a PhD, I wouldn't have went and got one. Or I wouldn't be on my way to getting one. And that's just real. And so, like, when people put me on, like, this pedestal because I'm a PhD student, I'm just like, no, please stop. Like, stop it. <laughs> I don't like it, guys. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm a big believer in, like, image activism. And I like that when people hear me say, like, no, I'm a PhD student, they look at me and it's just like, I know this is not what they're expecting a PhD student to look like. Not to, not to be this young, not to be this black girl. Um, one of my friends commented and just like, she loves that, like, I, like, don't take out my piercings um, or, like, change my hair color, try to be, like, I guess, respectable in a sense in my dress. Um, because, like, why should I? Um, what does any of that have to do with my ability to complete this degree? You know what I mean? Um, actually, I'm very excited because I decided to go get my septum pierced, and I have three nose piercings. And so I know people are, like, really thrown off, apparently. The, what I've been told would actually buy them because of my parents. Um, better yet... Y'all, I got mistaken to for a freshman on campus. And I was like, y'all OD. Like, I know I look young, you know, I'm 23. I know I look young. I just came out of undergrad. But a freshman, y'all not dead ass. And I'm like, maybe it's because, like, it's a small black community on campus, so everybody knows the black faces. So I'm a new black face, so they assume that I'm a freshman. Don't know. But on multiple occasions, they're like, so you're a freshman, right? And I'm just like, I am a whole ass grad student. Do not disrespect me. <laughs> Like, a whole grad student, y'all, a whole PhD student at that. And you guys are like, are you a freshman? Cha. So <laughs> there's that. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm settling into school well. <sighs> the university is nice. It's pretty cute. They have all these, like, different things. It's it's just, like, it's way bigger than any other college campus I've been on. And so, um, yeah, you know, this PWI life is different. That's what I'm going to say. Like, it's different. As for, like, my actual PhD program, like, things have been pretty dope this past month. I really like my cohort. They're dope. Um, it's five of us. I am the only black woman in my cohort. Actually, the only black woman in my program um, as far as, you know, PhD students go. And um, But everyone's pretty dope. Everyone recognizes, like, their positionality and their privilege. And so, like, I don't have that experience that a lot of people do have, at least not I haven't so far of like when someone says something and you're just like hmm that was that was real you know how how white of you kind of thing I haven't had that experience because there's a common sense of respect I guess from everyone that I felt out within my cohort and within my program which I can appreciate because I couldn't imagine living in a very hostile um or I shouldn't say living, which I very much appreciate because I couldn't imagine, like, working in a hostile environment that I know, like, some of my friends have to deal with on a daily basis at their PWIs and their PhD programs. Um, I will say that I, I, you know, for the most part, I feel respected. I don't feel silenced. I don't feel, like, tokenized or anything like that. Um, and I don't feel like I have to, like, shift who I am in this space, which I appreciate. So um, I very much just kind of, like, I'm just me. I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess um, people talk about, like, code switching all the time, right? So I don't really code switch in this space. I kind of just say how I feel, say what I mean, um, and say it how I would normally say it. 
when it comes to the workload, um, I have not been overwhelmed by the workload, and I don't know if that's because, like, um, because of, like, McNair and CUNY Pipeline, I've taken, like, graduate level seminars and whatnot, and um, have just been, like, accustomed to, like, a certain kind of reading level and, like, having to speed read and like read a book but not really read a book like learn how to skim read and all that other stuff it might be that honestly it probably is definitely that shout out to them for incorporating that into like the dynamics of the program because definitely was not a culture shock to me when I like looked at my syllabus and I've been doing well like I've been getting my readings done I have three classes all of my classes are with my cohort except for stats where it's my cohort plus other um PhD students um our classes were chosen for us so the program like the way that the um, program has an outline like we take these certain foundational classes in our first year and it's like a first year foundational exam and so um yeah a lot of structure in this first year and I kind of appreciate it because I am still figuring things out and I don't know what I would do if I had to also like figure out like what class I should take and who is this professor good to work with and like what's going you know it's just I appreciate it um and much like undergrad, like, professors are available to explain, like, things during office hours. So, like, stats is going to be the death of me. But it's not because I'm going to study and watch YouTube and go to office hours. And it's so crazy because, like, it's not even the statistical part of it, like, the regular stats and, like, concepts and theories. It's data. And I'm like, it's not, Stata's not hard, but it's also not easy. So we're using Stata. And I'm just like, uh, like, trying to... Just trying to learn these commands and, like, connect them to, like, statistical theory and concepts. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? But I'm going to I'm gonna get it, y'all. Like, I really want to be a mixed methods um, researcher. Like, I want to be well-versed in both quant and qualitative research. And so, like, I really don't want to just, like, make this stats class be something that I just passed just because I need to, like, get the basic skills. Like, I really want to observe everything. And so I'm trying. But... You know, your girl Loki need a tutor. I don't, eh, that's what office hours are for. I, you know, so like undergrad, you need to go to office hours and talk to your professors and, you know, figure shit out. I've been trying to like develop a note taking system. Um, greatly enough, like one of my classes requires me to turn in my notes um, every week. And it's really not just so like they can make sure we're reading, but also just to help us figure out like how do we best take notes for class. And I appreciate the fact that like all my professors are basically like, okay, 80% of this class is going to be like you actually learning what you're what you need to do um, in class, like learning the concepts, learning the theory. Um, and all the whatever the class may be but the other part of the class is like how are you settling in and navigating this process how can I help you be successful in your first year like what do you need from us um and I appreciate that so much because it's just like it's not like we just come in and you know we're learning we're learning we're learning and nobody's asking like well how are you doing like it's it's, it's been a constant thing people have been asking um and I appreciate it a lot I will say, just kind of a thought as I talk on, um, because I'm the only black woman in my program, I've actually begun to, like, bond with, like, black women in the masters of my program, um, because though I'm the only black woman in the PhD program, there are a black woman in the master's program, and so we, we have bonded. I try to, like, not have that barrier be between me and like other master students just because like I'm in a PhD like it's you know we're all in grad school we're all working towards something also at Northeastern we have this thing called a PhD network and they basically throw like networking events for like all PhD students and so even then 
going to these events and counting on one hand, y'all. This is for all PhD students in the entire university. Being able to count on one hand how many black people in the room, I'm just like, wow. Like, I knew the numbers were low, did not realize they were that low. But, you know, even then, just, like, being able to just go to people and just be like, hey. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. It's always funny because I never like to do that, right? I never like to be the person to be like, hey, you know, I'm here, you're here, but only two black girls here. Let's be friends. But, like, that's really, that's really how things kind of turned out. Like, a lot of my friends I've made are just like, hey. So we're the only ones that look like us in this room. And, you know, that's disappointing. But also, you know, we're here and we should, like, get to know each other. And, you know, it doesn't always turn into a friendship. Sometimes it's just like uh I see you kind of thing, and, you know, I hope you're doing well, and we might check on each other. But, you know, connections are connections, networking is networking, and it's good to have. It's just good to know, like, who your people are, and which also reminds me, so there's a grad students of color group on campus, so there's no black grad student union, which, you know, I have my opinions on. I, I have strong opinions about people who refer to black people as people of color. I don't think being black and being a person of color is the same thing, and they're two distinct terms for a reason. Um, I don't think our experiences are the same, and I feel like it's important to note that. Um, but yeah, so there's no black grad student union, but all um, the grad student um, of color, um, whatever, collective, I think. I think it's a grad student of color collective. I'm pretty sure that's the name. They, um, that's basically, like, the black grad student union plus, like, for students of color. So whatever. They're trying to be, I guess, inclusive. Um, I guess it's one of those things where black people fall under of color, which, like, yeah, but, like, no, being black is, like, a distinct experience. But I won't get into those politics right now. Point is, there's one of those kind of, like, collectives on campus, and I haven't been to a meeting. There was a meeting this past Friday, and I totally forgot, but <laughs> I will go to the next meeting and, you know, see, like, what it's hitting for, like, what kind of community is there. I even met a girl who went to John Jay, and I'm like, yes! Don't know how we didn't know each other. Hilarious that we meet here, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, you know, things have been great, y'all. I survived my first month of grad school. I am okay. I am looking for, like, a therapist out here just because I know the stress is coming. I mean, the stress is here, but I know the stress is coming. Um, kind of unfortunate. I haven't gotten to go home yet because um, because I'm a research assistant, and one of my shifts is on, like, Saturday mornings. And so I can't – like, I could take a weekend trip home if I didn't have to work Saturdays. So hopefully I take a Saturday off soon so I can go home and visit because I know – I'm missed. I better be missed. Like, come on, I'm the baby, the only girl. Like, why wouldn't you miss me? Anyways, <laughs> um, you know, thing, things are pretty good. I, I'm i well. I can definitely say that, like, I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying the city. I'm enjoying the PhD program. Um, imposter syndrome has hit every now and then. But, you know, um, we work through that. And this is why we're going to go to therapy to, to help work through that. Um, but just very much just, like, reminding myself, like, you know, I deserve to be here, um, knowing that I worked hard to get here. It's so surreal, because it's just, like, wow, less than a year ago, like, around this time, I was preparing to apply to these programs, and I don't even think at this time I was even thinking about Northeastern, like, Northeastern came on my list, like, around, like, maybe November I added Northeastern to my grad school list. But the fact that, like, just less than a year ago, a year ago, I was, like, here trying to get my personal statements and stuff together. And now I'm actually in a PhD program. You know, blessings on blessings, y'all. Um, 
So that is it for my reflection on like my first month of grad school. Um, yeah, things are great. I am okay. I am here. I'm healthy. <sighs> and I'm just figuring things out. <laughs> it's nothing much more I can do, you know? So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being so patient and encouraging with me. Like, I posted on Twitter that I was recording, and you guys are like, yay. And, like, yes, I can't wait. And I'm just like, wow, y'all are so sweet. The fact that y'all are still rocking with me. Because I have so much content planned. I just haven't had the time to actually execute my plans. And so I am dedicating myself to this because it's application season, and I really want to help y'all. People have been DMing me, emailing me, asking me questions, um, asking me for different resources that I have that I still plan to share. I'm going to actually use this time to make sure I put some stuff up on the website for you guys so as you listen to this when you finish just go check out hoodedpodcast.com and look at the resources tab because I will be adding some things like my grad school application sheet like how I organize my schools I will upload probably like a, my CV or whatever so you can see what a C, good C well let me not gas myself let me not say you so you can see what a good CV should look like but so you can just see what a CV looks like at least mine coming out of undergrad and just so like you know we can get on this journey to grad school, y'all. Like, it's application season. Like, it's about to be October. It's actually October. By the time you guys listen to this, it will be October 1st. And um, it's crunch time. And so we're going to get through this. So until then, toodles. Oh, that was so corny. <laughs> but you guys, you know, later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Somewhere Between Hood and Hooded podcast. For more resources and advice, visit hoodedpodcast.com as well as follow at Hooded Podcast on any of the social media sites. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share the podcast with a friend if you have one who may be thinking about applying to or are already in graduate school. Until next time, you guys. Bye.